Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Lagerman and we've got a full house plus one. Uh, mm-hmm. Morning, Kevin. Morning, Kirk. Morning. Right. Good morning. Morning, morning. And, uh, you know, hey, big thanks uh, to our guest last week, Mr. Scott Carlson. We talked about turkey choke tubes. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. Yeah. And, you know, that's the first time that we've ever had somebody who was an expert in that field. I mean, he's a guy who was a gunsmith and, mm-hmm. and ended up starting his choke tube company and talking about the diameters of choke tubes and stuff really kind of made me uh, understand exactly why you have to have a turkey choke tube if you're going to be a turkey hunter mm-hmm. or a turkey thug sure. or a turkey killer, whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> right. You know, right. and uh, uh, I never knew how the diameters matched and how different shot patterns affect, are affected by different diameters within the choke tube. So I learned a lot. Sure. And so, kind of along those lines, last week we talked about turkey choke tubes, and you know, because it's obviously it's that time of year. Yes, it is. And today we have our annual turkey call guidance here with uh, with our Hunt Life Pro Staff member, Mr. David Halloran. David, Howard. David. Good morning. Back again for another go round this year. Well, and a lot of people that uh, haven't heard past shows to give folks an idea, uh, David is a custom turkey call maker. And if you kind of want to see what he does, go to David Halloran. That's H A L L O R A N dot com. Is that correct? Just throw turkey calls on the end of it. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't remember if you had both of them or if it was just David Halloran. David Halloran turkey calls dot com. Yep. And uh, you've been making turkey calls for how long now? Oh, started when I was 12. I'm 25 now, so it's been been 13 years getting, so far. He's getting old, dude. Boy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Over the hill. And, and a lot of people kind of. Or, I mean, I, I know that the first time I ever met you, and I've said this before, you know, kind of surprised I me. Mean, you got a, a 25-year-old. First of all, it's, it's very odd to have young people that kind of grow up with an interest in making turkey calls. I mean, that, that's, it, that doesn't happen. It kind of happens, I think, for most people, it would happen later in life. But for you, it happened at a young age. Right, right. I uh, I had a neighbor up the road, and, and he took me out when I was 11 years old. In New York, we can't hunt until we're 12. Legally, which which you know? is a whole discussion yeah, in and of yeah, itself. Mm-hmm. They need to change that. But uh, anyways, I mean, he took me out, and I just sat with him, and he called a turkey up and killed it and gave me an old box call, and it was he was hooked at. That was that. it. Mm-hmm. My dad's a carpenter by trade, so he showed me the ropes, and I was probably the only 12-year-old out there using a table saw at the time, but uh, still got all my fingers, and, and it's, been, <laughs> it's been good ever since. And, and, and just to give folks an idea, I mean, David is not a novice turkey call maker and happens to be a buddy of ours that we're getting on the show. Yeah. David is uh, one of the top turkey call makers in the country. Uh, at the National NWTF Convention, you've won what awards? Because I, I know there's like five, six. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. I've won the uh, the D.D. Adams Award for the number one pot in the nation um, with the Crystal Mistress. Pot and, call. 
pot call. Yeah. And, and for a lot of a lot of people are like, wait a minute, a pot call? What's a yeah. pot call? Well, a pot call is you know glass, slate, right, uh, right. whatever surface that yep. may be. It's the round one that you hold in the hand. You got a striker. Yep. And the uh, the slate. I've a couple times I've got number one for the slate call in the nation. But uh, they, you know, the contests are one thing, and killing turkeys is another. And I. To me, it's all about when people call up and say they've killed them with them, and they tell their buddies they killed them, and their buddies want them, and and that's sort of that's sort of what it's all about for me. I, I like the contest where you kill the judge. So. <laughs> you, you know what I like best about about David and his, and his turkey calls? Hmm. There's a lot of turkey call makers because I've been in the NWTF convention a couple times, and you go there and you see the competition, you see all these turkey calls, and I mean they're just absolutely works of art. And I'm not saying yours are ugly. But yours are functional. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you pick up a David Haller and turkey call, and that's all I carry. I carry David Haller and turkey calls, uh, and I have a Fred Stokes box call. That's, that's all I have in my arsenal. They are functional. They work. I can make them run, as quote-unquote David's term, run. I can make mm-hmm. them run. They're not the ones that you just go, wow, look at that. You go, hey, that's a nice-looking call, and then you pick it up, and then you go, wow, listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, you hit it. It's it's a functionality thing, and it's the fact that you can pick it up even as a basic novice and just touch it, and it sounds just like what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, imitate a turkey, and that's what's so cool about it. That was That's what sold me. Oh, First yeah. time I picked it up and I struck it, not being a complete expert, I thought, that's easy. Right. And that's the simplicity of it. All the other ones that I had, I said, well, you know, I gave those to Kyle. <laughs> I love you, buddy. If you want David, you got to buy him just like I did. Here yeah, you go. It, David, you need to, because I know there's there's a lot of folks, Jeff, that have been listening to us for years. And a lot of folks listen to us on this particular day because, you know, it, it, when, with turkey season coming, David's usually here with us, what, what, the last four or five years? Yeah. You know, and and and. David, the interesting thing about you and, and, and your company, when when you started this, it was just kind of a, a literally, at the most, a part-time gig. You know, oh, you yeah, were kind well. of making pot calls for you and your friends and stuff, and, and, then, yeah. and then it got bigger and bigger. And and, and over the years, and not very many years, I mean, you, you got a college degree. Mm-hmm. You had a choice of, okay, I can, I can do this with my college degree, or I can become full time into making turkey calls and that's where your company's gotten to yeah it's it's uh it's getting bigger and bigger every year i mean I, like you said I, I got my civil engineering degree in college and i tell people that and they're just like wait a minute mm-hmm. you got your civil engineering degree in college, <laughs> and you're yeah, making turkey calls keep that in the back pocket in case i need it but uh, it's you know it's it's been great allows me to travel hunt all the time it's a ton of work but uh i enjoy it and i've you know throughout college i like my degree but it was I didn't enjoy it enough to, to, to love it, you know. Right. And it made me realize that after five years of doing it, after I graduated, I thought I want to do something that I enjoy, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. How many turkey calls do you think that you've made in your lifetime, and how many have you made in the last year? In my lifetime, I'd, I must have made, I would say, eight or 9,000 this year. Well, it's tough to put a number on it, but uh, probably 1,500 to 2,000, somewhere in there. In the past year? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of turkey calls. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of sawdust. Well, <laughs> not just that. It's, this is not a, a, you know, a high production. This is this is something you're doing right. yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have a bunch of young folks in a big old warehouse putting together pieces that other people are cutting for you. These are all handmade calls right right and it's uh 
as much as I can, I get Ashley, my wife out there. I get my dad out there working with me every once in a while, but uh, I can only work them so hard. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's a lot of yeah. It's the, a pay, lot of time the pay's not job. very good for them. No, no. <laughs> I keep telling my dad I'll double his salary. To, when you double zero, you still, still get zero. He's doubling to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, it seems like every year, you know, you've come out with something new. Uh, last year, what was the surface that you came out with that was new? On I had the a ceramic call, last year. A ceramic surface pot call, yeah. which was absolutely wonderful. And they're gone. I, I sold every one of those I had. and I, It's tough to get that ceramic now, but uh, I'm I'm getting more of it. But as of right now, that's one of the ones on the... That's it might have been a limited edition, forever that's, gone. That's yeah. one of the ones on the back order list. No, they, they, they sold real well. This year, uh, I'm looking over there in front of you on the table. The thing that looks new to me is the Strikers. Yep. Uh, they have a different shape to them, and folks, for those that you know are not familiar with turkey calls, a striker, when you use a surface-type call, a pot call, one of the round ones you hold in your hand, the stick that is in your hand that runs across the surface that makes the turkey sound, that's called a striker. Mm-hmm. And the strikers that you have have a different shape on the end of it. What, yep. What's the yep. deal? I've always used a, what, what they call a straight-tip striker, two-piece striker. Um I started doing more of the hand turn, uh, one piece. You know, it's all one piece, not the striker tip glued into the top. Um, but, uh, you know, I started putting a flared tip on some of these because a lot of guys like this flared tip striker. It's 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 much more forgiving you know, as far as the angle goes. When when you call with a pot call, you want to tip the striker about 20 degrees away from you. Well, some people have trouble, you know, getting that 20 degrees or either, you know, 28, 29. You know, they're, they're not right on it. But with that flared tip striker, much more forgiving you can basically um it probably it gives you an extra 10 15 degrees either direction to, to hold it and, and still get a good sound with it all right you, so uh now you're having to hand turn all these on a lathe right yeah yep that's yeah. incredible yeah it, it's and i've got a duplicator so i can i mean that takes a lot of it out of out of the process after i get what i want you know i can duplicate them consistently so so i'm getting the same sound of them um but so when you say you can duplicate them, is this do you have a computer program no, no, lathe? I've, I've got a it's a duplicator on on a lathe. So I'll I'll you know run a wheel that that actually takes a cutter in and out to to one that I've made, and it, it just it makes it a lot faster than and and it's consistent. You know it's so they're not going to vary. And and we're talking, I mean, we're talking about miking everything. You know stuff that most people wouldn't wouldn't realize is there that's different, but it does make a difference. So. All right, so there's a lot of people out there that are going, all right, man, well, you know, we've heard enough about the making of turkey calls, but we're not done with that. They want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which pot call are you going to make uh, run, as you call run, here, and which striker are you going to have in your hand? I'm going to start running this Twisted Sister. That's that's the new pot call this year. I've been hiding it from Jeff over here behind uh-huh. me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got ways of sneaking out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with that, Dave? By the way, uh, this one okay, no, 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 that's, a, that's Jeff. Yeah, okay. Just kind of disappears, yeah, you exactly. know? Yeah, just, yeah. Just, it's amazing. So this is the new one, a Twisted this Sister. What one. surface yeah. is this? The, uh, it's a crystal surface like that Crystal Mistress. I mean, and the Crystal Mistress is the best-selling call I've ever I've ever made. Um, it's killed more turkeys than any call I've made. It's It, it does really well. The um, You know Midwest Turkey Call Supply? Have you seen that catalog at all? No. It's, a, it's probably the biggest turkey call, you know, specialty catalog there is and the owner called me up george at midwest he says i've never had a turkey call that more people have called up and said they've killed turkeys with than that crystal mistress and i mean he 
he wears me out with them. I, I sell a bunch to him. But uh, I had so many people that wanted me to make that crystal mistress in different pots and you know try and make one out of this, try and make one out of that. I said, I can't really do that because it is what it is, you know. So I came out with the... Uh, the sister to the crystal mistress. Mm-hmm. The Which twist, is the, the twisted the twist sister. sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right, it's a little bit raspier than that, that crystal mistress, but. You can still get that front end on it if you want. You can key key with it. It's got that little gravelly back end yeah. to help, you know, a little, little more, little more rasp. The twisted sisters had a few too many uh, toddies in the evening. Her voice sounds a little rough. She's ready. See, that's yeah. what you're looking for. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go back to to the one that that really I, I think started the David Halloran turkey call craze, which is the slate, because yep. I think the slate may be the the easiest to run, and for most turkeys, East Coast turkeys, Southern turkeys. The, it seems like the slate is is really the most basic of calls and, and is I, I don't want to say the hardest to run, uh, but the, the easier to run. Right. Give us right. a quick it's sample a, of that because we got to take a break. All right. All right, folks, we're going to a break here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with David Halloran, and we're listening to David Halloran's turkey calls right now and more on the other side of the break right after this with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a deer hunter, I think this happens to us all. You're sitting in your stand and you catch a glimpse of a huge buck. It happens to be the same buck that fills your dreams and your trail cameras. When you saw him during bow season, he was just out of reach. During gun, he was chasing a doe and moving too fast. You've done everything possible to take this buck. You've moved stands, moved trail cameras. You've taken time off work you shouldn't have. You even missed your niece's wedding. This buck consumes your thoughts. As a matter of fact, there's times when your wife is talking to you, and even though you're looking right at her and shaking your head, you're thinking, man, I wish I had to move that stand on the creek bottom and not on that food plot. You hunt day after day, pass up deer after deer, and then it happens. The last day of deer season goes by, and you still have a tag in your pocket. During turkey season, you find his sheds, and your spirits soar. Starting about August, you put out your trail cameras. About two weeks into it, you finally get a picture of it. He is alive and still around. You look at that picture, and you say game on if this has ever happened to you you need to be a part of hunt life visit huntlife.com since the first days at mossy oak we've been about getting close to critters that's what drove us to create original breakup more than 12 years ago today we're doing it again with all new breakup infinity six layers of detail give it great depth of feel 12 years of research give it unequaled effective design hey check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit WoundedWarriorProject.org.
And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And welcome back. And we've got a full house here in studio with the three of us, Kevin, Jeff, and Kirk. I'm Jeff. That's Kevin. That's Kirk. <laughs> and uh, our special guest, David Halloran. And David Halloran, 25 years old, been making custom turkey calls since the age of 12. Numerous awards at the NWTF uh, National Convention. And David, uh, the, the turkey calls that you just did kind of going out into the break there are pot calls. Uh, you've started making box calls uh, a few years ago. How many years have you been actually commercially selling your box calls? I've always sold the sodden glue type box. Um, I probably, I think the first call I ever made was a box call that I sold for like 12 bucks, you know, way back in the day. But uh, they've they've always, I mean, it's my favorite call is a box call. I kill a ton of turkeys with it. And I've, they, they've been, I can barely keep up with them now. You know, it's it's one of those things. They take they take more time to make, and I'll make enough that I think I'm going to be sitting pretty good. But this time of year, I'm always running low on those, so oh, that's that's something I'm always catching up on. But uh, they do really well. I kill a bunch of birds with them. And uh, I got a couple of your box calls uh, two years ago, I believe it was, and absolutely love them. Car- mm-hmm. I always carry one with me when I go with with my Fred Stokes, and I, I'm kind of partial that Fred Stokes. I've, mm-hmm. Just like you said, you got a box call you like, you've killed a lot of turkeys with it, it's hard to let it go. That's right. Uh, and then recently you started making mouth calls. And mm-hmm. mouth calls are probably the most challenging turkey call in the world to find one, I think, for, for an individual to make work. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a lot of contest callers now are stretching most of these mouth calls, and there's it's thick latex stretched real tight. you got to blow so much air you can't, you know, and most of the time you your adrenaline's going. You're going after this turkey. I'm a run and gun kind of guy. If I sit in a blind all day, I can blow as much air through one of those as I want to. But uh, most of the time, I'm I'm hoofing it to the next one that's going to gobble. So I I like something that that doesn't take a lot of. Um, you don't have to blow real hard. They're they're easy to use. Um, you're not going to get extreme contest sounds out of them, but you're going to have enough there to kill a turkey with them. And that's you know I, I can use a friction call really well above average. I'm pretty average on a mile call, and a lot of guys like that because they can use them you know they can take them out and use them and, and do real well with them. like kevin was saying your son yeah why well, yeah colt, colt can use it yeah. I, i'm kind of the same way your calls make it a much much easier for me to call the turkeys at a distance mm-hmm. and i save the mouth call for the stuff in real close yeah yeah and and a lot of it has to do with the fact that i have a real narrow palate and when i first started putting calls in my mouth these guys can attest to it i'd gag Mm-hmm. And then terrible. It was terrible. It sounded like somebody was strangling a coot. You know, you know what a coot duck sounds like. Fun to watch. Yeah, it was laughing. Yeah, it was made for great radio. You know, people would go, "What is that? You yeah. joking a coot over yeah. there or he, what?" He called it a bunch of coyotes. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then one day, uh, Dick Kirby made some. Uh, they look like little clover leaf calls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And they were called mini mini mags. And I put one in my mouth, and I was like, "Oh, I can actually do it." And it's a real little, small little a, call. The little girl series that he made, wasn't it? That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, buy three packs and get a free poodle skirt. You know. <laughs> hey, I don't care. All I knew is it worked. Yeah. And, and and not last year, but year before last, after I got the crystal mistress from you, mm-hmm. that was the first year I'd kill three in a row, and I was fired up. Oh, I yeah. mean, it was like, geez, this is good stuff. But good do deal, do you yeah. make those mouth calls small yeah, yeah. like that? I don't make, I make a medium frame um, mouth call, so it's not, well, it is what it is. It's medium, you know. It's not extremely small, but uh, I'm, I'm going to start making the small ones. I've had a lot of people 
asking about the small frame mouth call. So I'm, I'll, I'll be getting into that. It's just, just another, yeah. another thing to add. But uh, I'll be doing that for sure. And, and the mouth calls, they've been doing good. You know, they, they, it's another, another thing that I got to make more of. So. Yeah, that's funny because when you talk about mouth calls, when I first started, I was like Kirk. When I first started to try to use mouth calls, I mean, you go to the store and you'd buy six of them. Sure. And maybe you'd find one yeah. that you could make sound fairly good. That's right. And then my brother-in-law turned me on to uh, Heart of Dixie uh, calls, mm-hmm. and it was a call that he happened to carry in a store at the time, and I tried that, and I happened to love the Dixie Diamond 3. Mm-hmm. And that's the only call that I've ever put in my mouth, and, and just after getting it moist just for a second or so in the mouth, and I could I could make it sound like a, a pretty decent turkey until I tried your mouth calls and put them in, in my mouth, and then bang, I, I can make them work. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, I was like, hey, finally, I've got another, you know, mouth call that I yeah. can actually use and make it sound good. Right. And that's and one of the things is, is stretching them consistently. You know, if there's a bunch of different people stretching the same call, you're going to do, you're going to go buy six and they're all going to sound a little bit different. I mean, a mouth call is pretty subjective to the user, but also, I mean, every one of the cuts on a mouth call is hand cut. There's, there's nothing, there's not a machine that's cutting the, you know. So a pair of scissors and. That's right. It's still. No matter what, it's going to be a pair of scissors and, and uh, a lot of time on the fingers. But, but you know, they, they do good. And, and the more you do, the better you get at it. Um, as long as I'm stretching them or having, you know, if, if the same person is stretching them out, call, it's going to be consistent rather than having six people stretch one type of mouth call, you know. And, and he did throw us a, a curveball just to let you know. What's that? Well, last year it was red, yellow, and blue, <laughs> correct? Yep and, yep. and, and just like you talked about, I mean, there's, uh, the, the, the yellow one is the one that I liked. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's, and, and, and I, I gave Colt one also. And, and um, you ought to hear Colt. I mean, he never, he never could run a mouth call. Colt's uh, your son. How old is yeah, Colt yeah, now? He's, he's, he's 15 now. 15. So, so last year at 14, he's, he's running this mouth call and, and really good at it. Right. So we went to a little seminar David did the other night and, and Colt and I needed new diaphragm calls and, and he didn't have any yellows. I'm like, dude, what's up with that? I mean, come on, our, you know, we finally found a favorite one. He goes, well, we just changed the color. I'm like, oh, okay. So the, the, the new yellow was orange. Yep. Just to let uh, you know. <laughs> well, that threw me for a curve too. It was, uh, there's only a certain amount of suppliers that make this tape, this waterproof tape, and you couldn't get yellow anymore. I'm like, oh, that's great. I've got all the pictures sent to the catalog, <laughs> yeah. you know, the packaging, the website. So now, I'm sending out what's supposed to be the yellow she devil, and they're getting the orange she devil, and they're calling me up and asking why it's not the yellow she devil. And I'm yeah. like, well, it's the same same call, just different tape. Just try it; you'll Oops. you'll like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oh yeah, that's that's it's another it's one of those business things. It, nothing ever goes quite right. right. <laughs> you know, but well, it, it, if somebody wanted to get outfitted for turkey hunting, you know, because we I think the best part about this show is that we want to we want to make sure that we teach something to somebody every time they listen if you had to teach somebody who is a i don't want to say novice turkey hunter but a a turkey hunter who needs to understand the the basics and i'm not talking the super simple stuff Mm -hmm. but if you want to make sure that somebody has a a key ingredient to their turkey calling expertise what would that be i would say in my opinion i mean I, i love using a box call a lot of people take for granted a box call. I, I can give a four-year-old a box call. They can go out and yelp on it, you know, but pe- people take that for granted. They'll practice on a pot call. They'll practice on their mouth call on the way to work. They'll, they'll practice all this stuff, 
then they get in the woods and, and they start calling on a bicycle and you say, oh, there's a guy on a bicycle. You know what I mean? It, you just know it when you when you hear it. So, it, to me, it's if you practice with a bicycle, get good on one. Turkeys don't hear people who can use a bicycle very well that often. You know, they hear a lot of bad bicycles. Um, but a good bicycle, if you can use it well, it's kind of a rare thing anymore in the woods. So that I, I have a lot of success on a bicycle. Just practice with it. You, know, you can do everything on a bicycle. So. The one thing I noticed down here in the southeast, and maybe it's because of the, the larger number of predators down here, is that, that a box call where, where, where I hunt at is, is effective for a long distance. Right. But if you try to use one up tight, it, it just blows them out, mm-hmm. and, it, and it freaks them out. And I've noticed that. That's why I, if I call with a box, one of your box calls, or I use, I got one of Fred's too, and I get a good response and I know he's coming, then I'll pull up the slate, the crystal mistress, and just, you know, purr with that a couple times. Right, right. And that'll get him coming even closer. And then I put that down, and then I got the little mouth call in. And do just a little purr and a little kiki, and then hopefully that'll seal the deal. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that with the, with the box call, if, I don't know what it's, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but down here in the southeast where it's real thick, I don't know, it's just because of the number of the predators or whatever. Man, you hit that big box call in too tight, done. You know, at least it has been that way for yeah, me. Yeah. It's, it's, a lot of it is just how to control the bicycle. I mean, you can call just as soft with it. Um, one one major thing is when you're holding a bicycle, you know, I'm right-handed. I'm holding it in my left hand. You want to just let it just cradle in your hand. Don't grab it real tight. If you grab it real tight, you're just taking it all out of the bicycle. You know, the bicycle is just just meant to sit in your hand right and you know and you play it with the other hand but you can cluck and purr on a, on a box call really well well but, and the other thing too is a lot of movement with a box call right that that's another thing and i got i got to attribute my my tech my, my technique to hunting turkeys now because jeff took me the first time gave me a set of shooting sticks and now i don't hunt without them mm-hmm. and i always that gives me a free hand Always has, and now with all the new types of shooting sticks that have come out, and they're affordable now. They really mm-hmm. are, Jeff. I mean, for twenty-five bucks, you get a really nice aluminum. Back in the set. day, they were a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you mean, know, for the first set of shooting sticks, you know, the the, the bipods mm-hmm. that were good by Stony Point, we a hundred and some dollars. Yep. yep. You know, I, and I remember going, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for that, so I'd go and buy two wooden dowels <laughs> and put some tape on it yep. and a couple, you know, shoestring wrapped around it and slide it up and down, and then then that worked great. I'll tell you what, I was sold on it, and it mm-hmm. really has helped make life a lot easier for me because it reduces the amount of movement that you're making. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then you can use your one hand. And you, can, right. you can only let it sit on your knee so long before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, going to, going to break here. Uh, box call. Hit us uh, hit us with some calls here going to the break here with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with David Halloran. That's the box call, folks. Short break here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, and we'll be back with David Halloran, davidhallorantturkeycalls.com. After sweating it out all afternoon, I have finally accepted that no turkey of any kind lives within a mile of where I'm sitting. Time to pack it in. And just in time to get a text from Joe. He's wrapping it up, too, with tags filled. Ouch. But as I throw in the towel, it hits me. In just 30 minutes, I'll be back at camp. We'll all settle in, kick back, talk about the day, cheer our successes, and cheer our failures. Best thing is, we'll do it all with a spirit of friendship and fellowship. It's the fellowship of hunters everywhere, safely home from the hunt. Without a doubt, this is the Hunt Life. If you're living the Hunt Life, too, it's time you tell the world about it, even if it is a little chilly outside. 
Check out the online store at HuntLife.com for our ultra-warm hooded sweatshirt, fleece vest, and knit cap. This winter, show everyone you're living the Hunt Life. Visit HuntLife.com today. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And the three of us here with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show have a special guest in studio, David Halloran, and he's a custom turkey call manufacturer, but more importantly, he's a turkey hunter. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have turkey call makers that are turkey hunters, they're going to make things that sound good. And David's calls certainly sound good. Now, Dave, let's, let's kind of focus in on making people better callers, better turkey hunters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, because we're not, we're not talking about getting on stage and competing in a competition and trying to appease a crowd. We want to appease the target. Right. And that's a big old long beard. Uh, setting up for, for turkeys, uh, we've got about, oh, 13, 14 minutes here. Uh, well, not even that. Uh, about 10 minutes plus. I, I want to make people better callers, better turkey hunters. When they set up in the morning, they think that they're close to a turkey. Display to me an example of the first call that you make in the turkey woods to let a gobbler know who's on the roost, I'm over here, I'm going to be ready. Right. And I mean, I, I generally don't even call. If, if I don't have to call when they're in the roost, I won't call at all. You know, if I if I know where he is, if there's hens talking, the more, the more you call when they're on the limb, the more chance that he's going to fly away or the hens are going to fly away from you and they're just going to take him. You know, I know a lot of the especially with an eastern bird, or I'm sure Osceola is going to be the same from my experience. If you call one there in the tree a lot, he'll either sit there for two hours and not fly down and just gobble, gobble, gobble. And then, you know, at some point he's going to fly down and go away with the hens. But uh, I try not to call much and probably 
the only tr- the only call that I'll do is a soft tree out, maybe a cluck and purr, just to let him know that there is another hen over in this direction. But I don't even, I mean, I could do it here, and I don't even know if you'd hear it. I do it so soft, you know. It's it's a really soft call on a slight call, and I'll I'll hold it right up next to the mic and get it. Just that sort of scratchy little yelp. That's it, it. That's basically all all I like to do. You know, I'll do the fly down cackle after right right when he hits the ground. I like to do that fly down cackle just to to let him know right when he's down. A hen's right behind him. You know, Let's hear she, it. She's down. Fly down, cackle. Right. So you now hold on before we do that. Question because I want to know mm-hmm. that soft uh, yelp that yep. you just did, tree yelp. How many times will you do that when he's on the on the limb? I only do it a couple times. A couple I, times. Yeah, I try not to. From from all the experience that I've, I've had, it's it's best not to call. Them. And it's so hard not to call when they're in the tree goblin. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, you, yeah, you just love hard. hearing them. And oh, I, yeah, I, I know. It, I mean, it's the hardest thing in the world when a turkey's up there, just hot as all get out. You just want to make them gobble and gobble. And yeah. Gobble. <laughs> but that's one one of the things when I started turkey hunting. Like I said, my neighbor took me out turkey hunting. My dad had never turkey hunted. He'd been a deer hunter his whole life. Never really messed with turkeys. So when I started, I made every single mistake that you can possibly. Make. I didn't have anybody you know really cater to me and show me this is what you do, this is what you don't do. I learned by. I'm going to make every single mistake, and it was frustrating, I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I did it all. I'm, You know, I did crazy things. I tried to make different stuff work, and I think that helped me a lot. You know, I, I remember one morning I called to a turkey. He was coming. I swore he was coming. So sometimes he, you know, he's, he's getting closer. I'd look at my dad. He's, he's got to be getting closer. Two and a half hours later, the turkey flies out of the tree, and we're like, oh, my word. We've been, cr- I was cranking him up, man. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, I'm sure that gobbler sitting up there, saying the same thing about the hens, thinking, man, this hen is hot. She's going to walk right under me. She's just, she's so excited. I'm just going to sit up here in this tree until I see her. You know, I can hear her all morning. I know where, right where she's at. But, uh, so that's part of the way I learn. And I tell people that now they, they want, you know, the, the worst thing I think that could happen if you take somebody out for the first time and everything goes as planned, the turkey comes in, you know, he or she kills it, and then they look at you and go, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and I think the lesson learned here is is very interesting. And, 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 folks, listen to what he's saying because everybody's first reaction of a gobbler in a tree is that after daylight, he's he's, he's going to fly down. Okay? And and I thought that for years. Mm-hmm. I always thought that, okay, after, you know, that 30 minutes or whatever, he's gobbling on a roost, that, that he's going to fly down no matter what. And, and I've had exactly what, what you're talking about. I have sat there for two hours knowing exactly where that gobbler was. And, and all of a sudden he goes silent and you're like, well, you know, he must have flown down and I didn't hear him. You stand up. He flies off the roost. I'm like, what the gum? He was there the whole yeah, time. It'll drive, it'll drive you nuts. <laughs> it'll drive you crazy. Yeah. All right, so we, we got the tree yelps. Now mm-hmm. the fly down cackle. Fly down, I'll hit this on a box call. I'm just going to use my thumb as a spring on the, on the backside of the call. Then I'll follow that up with a little sweet yelp. And by that time, hopefully, he just triple gobbled. <laughs> and letting you know that I'm on the way. He's on his way. But. So that was interesting. You, you've you actually got the call in your left hand. You've got your thumb over the top of the paddle, and you're you're actually holding it. But you're not holding it real hard. You're holding the edge of the paddle. Yep. Yeah, I'm just – all basically, all you're doing is setting your thumb there as a spring. 
and you're you're hitting that paddle off your thumb and it's just bouncing it back to where it was and, and when, when i'm doing that you can see the call is oh i'd say you're only seeing about what 20 percent of that call open right and if you try and keep it out on the edge further you just get that high pitch you know and you basically sound like you're putting and then then you're really in trouble when it's one of the most everything. important things that i've learned for different seminars that i've been that you put on and having you in here in, in the studio is how you hold the calls is so important because right. a lot of people hold them tight mm-hmm. and you don't get the sound resonating off of the wood when you hold them tight and that's the most important thing maybe that i learned from from watching you and, and listening to you yep and it's what i always try when i start a seminar or start showing somebody how to call the first thing i do is show them they always want to know what you're doing with the, the hand you're calling with if i'm right-handed they want to watch that right hand i said look look at you got to Look at the left hand first, because a lot of what's happening is because of the way you're holding this call. And on a box call and a pot call, if I was to tip my hand over, that call should fall out. You shouldn't be holding it tight enough that when you tip your hand over, it'll you know it'll stay in your hand. It should fall right out of your hand. So. All right, so we've done the 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 tree yelp, we've done the fly down cackle, uh, because we don't have a lot of time. Yep. Before we got to go to a break, if you've, you've hit the yelp once it hits the ground, so you've done tree yelp, fly down cackle, and the yelp on the ground. Let's say he double gobbles. You think he's coming? What do you do then? If he if if he's excited, then I'm going to get excited with him. Um, that's sort of the whole taking his temperature thing, you know. If if he's if he's acting like he's excited and he's interested, once you got him, you got him. You know, it's you you got to make him change his mind. And and once he does change his mind, you know, he's he's going to come in. But uh, I'll hit him with some little bit of cutting and yelping. And then I'll see what he does after that. You know, a lot of times the best thing you can do is set the call down. And it's hard to do just like not calling on the roost. But if you can set that call down and just give him a little bit of time and see what he's going to do. If, I mean, if he starts hammering again, then keep him, you know, don't don't let him lose his attention span. Like like we were talking about the other night, mm-hmm. me and Kevin, about uh, when you're out west, those turkeys have the shortest attention span I've ever seen. You Be a little got, more aggressive with them. Yeah. You, you can't let up on them, you know. If, if you let up. It's if, fun. If you let up, they'll be over the next mountain range, and they yeah. run over the next mountain range. Yeah, Rios and, and Merriams, you gotta work them. Yep, yeah, it's a lot of fun too. But uh, you know, Easterns, Osceolas, you gotta be a little more patient um, because, and you hear it when you're in the woods. You're not hearing a ton of ton of hen talk in the woods. A lot of you know, you'll get some aggressive hens, some hens that get excited, um, and there's a time and a place for all that. But a lot of it's soft calling, clucking and purring, sounding like a real turkey. And I, th- I think you made a good point there. You, you said the soft calling purring and the clucking give us an example of that because to me once he's on the ground and he's answered you to me that may be the most important call especially with you know the easterns and the osceolas because it just lets them know i'm over here i'm just hanging out you got to come to me yep Yep. and folks that's david halloran doing the uh, purring and clucking Right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. More with David right after this. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. 
a doe comes by you on a fast trot, you immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com, because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new breakup infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up infinity for Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And we're in studio with David Halloran, DavidHallerandTurkeyCalls.com. Uh, just a quick uh, preview of next week's show. Next week's show, we're going to have two special guests in the studio. David Ridley of Colt Firearms, going to talk a little black guns. And then he's bringing in PGA Tour pro golfer Frank Licklider, who uh, is an avid shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot with Frank before, and, and, and he likes some of the black guns. Uh, so it'll be an interesting sure. show. Absolutely. The rise in popularity of black guns. So David Ridley of Colt. Uh, Colt Firearms, he's vice president of Colt, and then also Frank Licklider talked the black guns. Uh, but uh, we're going to wrap up here with David Halloran. And, and David, uh, Kirk had an interesting uh, question during the break, and they talked about gloves for turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always cut the fingers off of my turkey hunting gloves, and you said you do the same thing. Right. I Yeah, I cut the fingers off that the, the right hand uh, most of the time on the left hand, too, just and and I don't do it to shoot. I do it for calling. Um, I can I can feel that striker in my hand better. That call resonates better against your your fingers for some reason. Um, I I I'm not sure why it why it does it. But there's such a difference if you're calling with gloves on, you know, than there is when you're calling without gloves. So I just I cut the fingers off. Um, people say, well, they're gonna see your fingers. I said I'm gonna shoot them before they see my fingers. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna let that happen. Shoot him! Right. Shoot him! Shoot! <laughs> I had to bring out that line from uh, the Swamp Guy. Sure you did. What's his name? I have no idea. I don't know. The, the Raging Cajun. I yeah. Know he's got yeah. T-shirts in Academy, you know. He's got a great line. All right, so uh, the the website, people can buy your turkey calls from DavidHallernTurkeyCalls.com. Yep, go on there and check it out. There's YouTube videos and all kinds of, you know, stuff to watch that, that'll make you a better caller, better turkey hunter. There's close-ups of calling and... and yeah, and that, that's like that's what I wanted to make sure that people got because uh, you do a great job with the videos on your website because you know I mean with this is radio look you can only see so much but you really take people 
from A to Z about how to hold the call mm-hmm. on your website with the videos and, and how to run the pot calls, the box calls, the mouth calls. You yeah. you take them through yeah, all just, of that. that. I've got guys that will just you know keep watching the videos over and over. And <laughs> they'll come up. I mean, it, there's a lot of people that can rehearse the whole video. They'll come up to the booth at a show. And uh, from one year to the next, I mean, they're, you know, ten times better on a box call just just from watching those videos a lot. They, they say it drives their wife crazy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because you know what they're doing? They're at home <laughs> yeah. and they're in front of the computer oh, yeah. and they play the video and then they hit pause and then they break out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so the wives are getting the double. <laughs> yeah, the double whammy at home as guys are starting to guys and girls are yeah. starting That's to prepare right. for the for the turkey season. You know, but but hey, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, always, always a good time. And uh, the the diaphragm calls, folks. That's what I carry. That's all I carry. Uh, I do have a uh, heart of Dixie call in my in my pack. Uh, but David Halloran mouth calls have become my staple mm-hmm. uh, in my pocket. My pot calls are David Halloran. I usually carry the slate, and then I carry the Crystal Mistress. And when I go out west, man, that glass call, the Crystal Mistress, mm-hmm. they absolutely love it. Wear them out with that. Yeah, and then the box <laughs> call, you know, like you said, the ones mm-hmm. out west, you get a little more aggressive with them yep. because their tension span's a little shorter. The box call, they just love them. Oh, yeah. But eastern turkeys and Osceolas, they love the, your slate call. And yeah. what, what is that called real quick for people that don't know, the slate call? The one that you won awards with at the very it's beginning. It's a laminate slate call. It's a laminate pot slate call. No fancy name no on fancy that. No fancy names on that? No fancy name. It's it's a it's a killer. The Lagerman <laughs> Special. The Lagerman Special. <laughs> yeah. That's what you need to name it. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, David Halloran, turkeycalls.com. And thanks for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff, Kevin, and Kirk. And we'll talk to you next week with David Ridley of Colt Firearms and PGA Tour Pro, Frank Licklider. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2012.